a one, a two, a you know what to do, and So I'm hosting this week? Yeah, this week you're actually supposed to be hosting. Not like last week where you were just overly horny for horror. We're like, ah, I got it. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. All right. Well, welcome to Slasher I Hardly Know Her. Welcome to Slasher I Hardly Know Her. You got me. You got me. Oh, well, I thought since you you sabotaged me last time when I was supposed to be hosting and you jumped in that I would jump in when you're supposed to be hosting. See, sabotage would imply that I had done it on purpose and not was just a moron who forgot it wasn't his week to host. Oh, constant listener, I submit that he did know. <laughs> did not know. I was just horny for horror. That's all. Alex I is out for blood. Couldn't wait to get it. Uh, this is going to be a good show. Good this show. is uh, this is a movie I really like. I, uh, I I remember seeing this. I didn't see it at the movies, but I went out and rented it at my uh, local Hastings, your entertainment superstore, and brought it home, watched it, and I remember it scaring the pants off of me. I remember this being a very scary movie. Yeah, this was a good movie then, I thought, and I thought it holds up, except that... Uh, I think you had to make that movie in 2001 when not everybody had cell phones and it was uh, reasonable to think that people would you know, buy a CB radio and stick it in their car for a joyride across country. It was a good movie. I liked it. It's got some quality. And you know what I did not remember uh, as I was watching the credits at the beginning is that J.J. Abrams had his hand in this. <gasps> yeah, we that saw I did that. not remember because J.J. Abrams, when Joyride came out, who the fuck was he? I, I don't know. You know, now we all know who he is because he's a big shot Hollywood director. But back then, who was he? Didn't matter. Didn't matter. He was making Joyride, which ended up pretty good. Was scary. Uh a unique horror movie, right? So if you haven't seen Joyride, these uh, two brothers, one of them kind of a ne'er-do-well and the other uh, a guy who has agreed to pick up this, I think they're going to Colorado, this girl that he's got a crush on in Colorado and take her home. Yeah. So he buys this car and they embark on this journey and uh, in doing so, piss off a truck driver who then begins to try to kill them. It was good. It was good. There was some ridiculous stuff in there, but the concept to me, I thought it, it was new. I mean, it was, I've never seen anything like it, right? Right. And I, Well, the concept was kind of lifted from Duel. In fact, I think the guys who wrote it said that this was meant to be an homage to Duel. I don't know. Duel. Stevens. Okay, before Steven Spielberg was Steven Spielberg, uh, he made a little movie called Duel, which is about exactly this, a, uh, a crazed... 18-wheeler driver who's terrorizing another guy on the highway. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I did not know that. See, you you researched this. I barely remember enough about this movie to talk about it because we actually watched it, like, what, three weeks ago? I didn't research it. I just watched Joyride and was like, hey, isn't this the plot of Duel? Ah, <clears throat> uh, I see. Now, I don't, think, I don't remember if <laughs> Duel... Uh, I'm not even sure I've ever, I've ever seen the, the whole film. I, I don't know that they do the whole thing where they're trying to prank a truck driver. I think it's more of just an 18-wheeler driver starts uh, going crazy trying to kill this guy with his 18-wheeler. Well, this doesn't leave you with a good taste in your mouth for truck drivers, I'll say. The concept of this movie... You know, this movie did start a little slow. 
right? I mean, yes, they're, you have to set everybody up, but because they spent that time setting everybody up and it was Steve Zahn, who is very difficult not to like, uh, mm-hmm. you, I really actually cared about these guys. I got them. Like, I, you know, most horror movies, you, you can't give a crap. You don't give a crap about all the victims. And these guys, you know, I, I wanted them to make it out. And then, of course... I, I love Steve Zahn. I've liked yeah. him since... I think the first movie I ever saw Steve Zahn in was a uh, a movie based on a play. It, it was called Suburbia. And it was uh, Steve Zahn, Nicky Cat, uh, what's his name? Giovanni Ribisi. I liked Steve Zahn before anybody knew who Steve Zahn was. I've, I've, been, on, <laughs> I've been on the Steve Zahn train for, for much longer than the rest of society. So thanks for that. Uh, yeah, I like Steve Zahn, but I like his like his earlier albums. Yeah, absolutely. His early stuff was yeah, so back, much better. Back when he was independent, you know? Everything after the Green Album, I'm like, uh. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a little derivative after that. <laughs> right? I liked him in Happy Texas. Oh, I liked yeah, him that's in, a great uh, movie. Safe Men. I loved him as the drummer in That Thing You Do. No, not the drummer. The guitar player. Uh, I think he was the guitar player. The guitar player for the Oneaters? The Oneaters. Was he his guitar or was he bass? Oh, hell, no, I, I can't remember. I don't remember. No, what. the bass player was the guy who wanted to join the military and he could do 100 push-ups. Uh, and then I think I think Steve Zahn was the guitar player. But he was hilarious in that movie, you know, I which can, I love that movie. I can do 100 push-ups. I mean, not all yeah. at once. I mean, it Drop takes and give me a hundy, buddy. Several days of work. I can get there. I mean, sometimes can you do it now. Count. Can you do it right now uh, for the show? Oh, I, I mean, it would take the length of the show probably to hit that hundred mark. All right, Alex, hit the floor. Count them out for us. <laughs> this Count is them out loud. Great audio podcast material here. Okay, watch everybody. <laughs> here I go. Uh, for anybody that didn't know, I don't think we introduced ourselves. I'm Alex. That's Micah. And uh, we've got a lot coming up in this episode. Of course, we're going to play our final girl uh, challenge, which is just uh, what, what's it doing to I'm the nation? Micah, what's it sweeping. doing? It's sweeping it. <laughs> you mean nay mopping it? Oh, well, that was that was the last episode. Uh, it was nay mopping. Now it has gone one further. It is buffing and waxing the gym on. floors of America. Well, <laughs> somehow that feels like a step down, but all right. I'm glad we're we're making it there. And uh, those contestants, of course, coming from Instagram, we'll talk about what else we're into. And uh, do we do anything else? We'll pick another movie for next week. Micah says he's already worked it out. And uh, then announce our crunchiest kill, right? Is that That's all we do, right? I'm excited. I'm pumped. There's a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. There's so much now. to do. This is a white knuckle show, people. Buckle up. Buckle up, uh, yeah, buttercups. Put your trays in their upright position because... Hot damn, it's going to be a white knuckle experience. It is. It's so white knuckle, we said it twice and three hey, times now. Hey, before, before we jump into anything, can I give a shout out to some of our constant listeners out there? I showing mean, a little love for those folks. I would love it. I would love it because I, I, obviously it's not going to take up that much time. <laughs> uh, a little shout out to you people out there in podcast land. What's up, Hail Me? Uh, what's up, Damn Fine Witch? Superficial Mel's. Where's the horror section? Shout out to Colin Brixey and Rhiannon Elizabeth Irons. Ooh, She's cool. an Aussie. She's an Australian. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce that first name. Is, R-H-I-A-N-N-O-N. Is Rhiannon? She, Rhiannon? Do you know, Rhiannon? is she listening from Australia or is she a transplant? I'm not sure if she is still in the Outback or if she is an expat here in the States. Last time I ate at the Outback, I got so sick. 
and it had nothing to do with the food. It was just... Uh, oh, you thought I meant the restaurant, Alex. I didn't mean oh. that she's from the restaurant Outback. Oh, oh. That would be pretty sweet, though, because maybe she could ship us an awesome blossom. Mm, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. It's been a long time since I've been doing Outback. It's good food. Uh, like a good steakhouse. Coming from two vegetarians, right? Yes, I yes. still like going to a steakhouse. Even You're though not I, a vegetarian. Okay, I'm a pescatarian. God... How? Yeah, that's not nearly the same thing. That's like, you're like, I'm a vegetarian, but I still eat fish. That's like being, I quit smoking, but I still do menthols. That's not That's not even <laughs> mildly similar to that. And how? I quit being a pedophile, but I still do K-4 students. How, how like, absolutely uh, shitty does it sound and austere and annoying if someone said, well, I'm a pescatarian. That you just say vegetarian and you call it quits. I don't even say vegetarian. I just like I don't eat meat unless I accidentally hit a deer with my car, in which case it's already dead. So I'm gonna go ahead. And so let me ask you this: guy and eat him. No one at home cares, uh, but uh, I'm gonna ask you anyway. If so, you you don't eat meat because of you know the the terrible nature of you know, how meat is raised and slaughtered. It's just a horrible scene, right? That's why you don't eat meat, right? I have a feeling that the animals don't want us to kill them. That's probably why they scream and run away. Well, so that's my question. So you, but you'd be, you wouldn't be cool, obviously, to say eat a deer that had been hunted. Well, no, I'm saying if I hit it with my car. No, I get that. I totally get that. I'm saying like, I don't eat meat because like it's, it's, you know, the conditions at Slaughterhouse are terrible. You know, they treat them terribly, and it's just a, it's a horrible scene. Now, see, that doesn't do anything for I don't care if you pet this cow every day and you bottle fed it and, you know, gave it bonbons and, and just loved it. And then, you know, while it was smiling, you, you killed it quick where it didn't feel a thing and it just went to sleep. I still don't like that because that's not a good argument for me if somebody's like, listen, Micah, we're going to give you a back massage. We're going to give you a mani-pedi as we're cutting your throat. I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, well, as long as you're you're pampering me before you end my life and I never get to do anything over again, uh, ever again. No, no, I'm not for that either. All that said, I'm sure he changed his tune the first time he got a taste of that bonbon beef. <laughs> oh, man, you thought Kobe beef was yeah, good? Yeah. Wait till you tried the bonbon beef. I, I hear bonbon beef <laughs> is, like, up there, man. It's tough to get, and it is pricey. You will pay for it. Okay, so let's talk about this movie a little bit uh, in this podcast that is about horror movies. This uh, once, uh, for one thing, it's a carryover a little bit from our last episode, uh, inadvertently, but uh, because we get the phenomenal talents of the voice acting uh, in this movie. He's not actually in this movie, but in the last one we did uh, The Mangler, and uh, the cop in The Mangler is somebody that we all love, Ted Levine. He's, you know, you know him from Silence of the Lambs, you know him from all kinds of stuff, but he's the voice actor. He's the voice of Rusty Nail, the truck driver in this. Definitely not the physical Candy actor, K. however. He looked nothing like Candy him. Candy K. Candy K. Yeah, he was Candy great. K. He was phenomenal. I mean, he was just absolutely great. I, I don't know why Ted Levine would say, yeah, sure, you know, I'll just do some voice acting for this movie. But he did, and I think it made the movie. I mean, like, the movie was fine, but... He he didn't just voice it. He you know he acted it with his voice. Does that make sense? I mean, he was intimidating and scary and creepy, and he nailed it. 
Yeah, dude. Uh, he's got a voice. He's got one of those really distinct voices. So even if we don't see his face, yeah, just having his voice acting talents in the movie made it that much better. Do you uh, want to give? you want to be the guy who kind of takes us uh, a little ways down the path of Joyride? Uh, you want me to take you on a Joyride? I would love it. But not that. Are you talking about like no. a blurb? Alex, explain what you're wanting me to do. I here. don't want the. You're, you're just speaking get, in vague terms and I don't follow. Just get us into the movie. I mean, why is this truck driver chasing him? And, uh, and, okay. and let's make a point to make no references to the 90s song Joyride because that, that was a piece of trash. How's that one go? No, um, we're not making references to it. We're not is even. Is that the one that's like, come no. on and take. No, that's free no, ride. That's free ride. Uh, joy we, ride. We, can talk about, joy we can ride. talk about free ride all you want. I, I, I know free ride. I know magic carpet ride. Uh, so, yeah, let's make lots of ride references. I know riding dirty. Oh, but, you. Uh, you know, they're always trying to catch me riding dirty. Joy riding dirty with my candy cane, drinking that fucking pink champagne cruising down the road with my bros yeah it was that terrible song by roxette remember roxette oh wait no no break me off a little bit i no. do remember that it was roxette and it was called joyride yeah. and i think i remember liking that song no, how did it go that song's stupid they say joyride and i know that sing it i don't remember alex it's if terrible. you love us if you love the listeners if you care about us you'll sing it if i cared about our listeners which i do i wouldn't have even brought this up in the first place so they take this cross country trip. It's that one that was like, <laughs> joy ride, joy ride, na 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 na. Yep. Oh, there you go. You do love our listeners. That How one. does it go? <laughs> that was it. I can't believe that you won't do this. That was I can't it. believe you won't just sing a little bit of the song. I'm looking at the barren landscape. It's like a desert. There's a tour bus and a car. Oh, it's it's a Prevost tour bus. Kind of reminds me of some of the scenes from our movie Joyride. Oh, wait, are we still doing that movie? <laughs> Which starts off with one brother, Paul Walker, talking to this girl he likes on the phone, played by Lily Sobieski. Oh, wait, it's starting. Hold on. Who no longer acts, by the way. Yeah, she 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 retired. She's not an actor anymore. Because why would you want to be? She looked like like a young Helen Hunt to me. Because I rem- I'd forgotten about this actress altogether, and my wife reminded me. She was like, "Oh no, she was she was a thing for a second. I'd completely forgotten about her, but I remember, and I always thought she looked like a young Helen Hunt. Yeah, I had a little crush on her, and I totally agree about the she's Helen cute. Hunt thing, man. Yeah, she's totally cute, and I thought she was good in the movie too. I think I think uh, she's retired and now. She's like a painter, some kind of artist. Because I forgot that she existed on you Earth know, until sounds... this movie. And I was like, where's Lily Sobieski now? Yeah. Where's she been hiding? I feel like and you're she's right. she's got an Instagram and she paints and she looks like an artist. She just said, I read something about it at the time too. And she said, you know, at the time that happened, but when we were watching this movie and she said something like uh, Hollywood just wasn't for her or something, you know, which that's, that's a lot. Think about all the effort you have to put in to be, you know, a famous actor and then be like, Meh, oh, there mind. it is. Hello, you fool. I love you. <laughs> joyride. Going on a joyride. Wow. So I guess that's really the only hook to have is, Hello, you fool. I love you. <laughs> that sounds like Sandler singing. <laughs> Hello, you fool. I love you. <laughs> oh, man. You're giving me great material for the outtakes that I put at the front and the back of the podcast. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. So, okay. So yeah. All right. So he's, he's talking on the phone to his girlfriend. I think she's in Colorado and he rents a car. 
she was going to fly or something like that. He's like, I'm going to come and get you. I'm going to take you wherever you need to go. Are they going to Colorado? Bu- I can't remember. He buys she- a car, I think. But he also yeah, he buys a shitty old used car. Tells her that he has a car, I believe. He's That's like, oh, right. yeah, he I'll lies. just come get you. And then he has to go buy a car so that he can pick this girl up who is not his girlfriend. is just his friend that he's crazy about. But he, he likes her. He wants her to be his girlfriend. He does. He wants they have, her. They have history. They do. I mean, they got crushes, bro. He's been pining over her for some time. And then I try. I try to help me remember how he finds out about his brother. Does he get a phone call? How does he find out his brother's in jail? I feel like he gets a phone call uh, to you know come get him out of jail, and so he does come get him out of jail, but with no intention to take him. I don't think across the country with him. But somehow it yeah. works out. Like Steve Zahn needs to go across the country or something, and he's not in jail for anything like too horribly bad or anything. He's just he's just kind of a fuck up. He's a rap scallion. He's a rap scallion, a ne'er do well, as I said at the at the top of the show. So he picks up his brother in jail. His brother's psyched, and you get to get a little bit of an idea of their relationship, which is Paul Walker is kind of the good guy between the two brothers, and his brother's always been up to something and pressures. Uh, Paul Walker to get into shenanigans that you know he wouldn't get into but his older brother's egging him on and he's like okay let's do that crazy dumb thing you want to do and so they end up uh, buying a CB yeah in this this old beater they bought and uh, start trying to prank 18 wheelers and him and Steve Zahn go back and forth just passing (laughs) the CB back and forth and pretending to be a truck driver and then candy cane like you know, doing a meetup. They're planning a meetup for later that night, but then they think it'll be cool if Candy Cane tries to set up something with Rusty Nail, who is another truck driver on on the radio, and yeah. uh, that is when bad things happen. Uh, Paul Walker's doing this voice on the CB radio, pretending to be this girl who goes by Candy Cane, uh, and uh, he doesn't sound like a, a woman at all. Sounds like a dude doing a really bad girl's hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, oh hi. Yeah. My name is Candy Cane. Uh huh. Ooh, I want to meet you. Bring some pink champagne. And uh, so Rusty's the one that bites Rusty Nail. Whoever this guy is, at the Ted Levine voice. He's like, I love all the voice acting on your your part here. Keep it up. And so they're like, hey, come back and uh, meet up. But I, I don't know what they said with the meetup because they don't decide where to meet up until later that night when the brothers are checking into their motel, uh, one of these crappy little highway single story motels. Uh, and uh, and then there's a guy in the lobby of the hotel if you can even call it a lobby, it's a crappy little room where you check in and there's douchebags in there being a Karen and uh, <laughs> pisses off. He's pissed about something, something he was unhappy with in his room, the service or whatever. And, uh, and he's a racist. Bumps into I Steve Zahn. Huh? He's a racist too, I believe. He was a racist. Yeah. They do everything to let us know. This guy's a douchebag. You hate so him. Yeah. He deserves, he deserves to have them play a prank on him. Maybe not quite what he ends up getting, but at least a little, a little prank. Um, and like bumps, like shoulder checks uh, Steve's on on the way out of the the lobby, and then they're like, "Hey, let's play a prank on this fucker," because they see what room he goes into, which I think might have been room seventeen. Uh, don't quote me on that. And so they get back on the CB radio, and they're like, "Hey, hey, it's it's <laughs> Candy Cane, Rusty Nail, are you out there?" And they get Rusty Nail set up a date. I think the date is to show up at midnight and bring a bottle of pink champagne. 
and that's 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 the setup. Did I get that right? You got. I mean, like you nailed it. You nailed it. And then, of course, Rusty Nail shows up. It's that dude, not Candy Cane. So he brutally murders him, which is what they find out the next day. They hear all this business. Oh, and there is some great cinematography and direction in that scene when they're they're listening through the wall to hear what is happening and they kind of yeah. like they're they're on either side of the screen looking at each other with their ears against the wall and the camera is slowly zooming into the crappy motel painting between them it's it was just it looked really good the the direction there was just phenomenal it was a great looking shot just that stupid shot i thought man I wonder if I'd think to shoot a scene like this because it was visually appealing. It was tense. It the, the tension was definitely very high, and so they hear like it sounds like somebody got hurt, right? And they call the front desk. Front desk calls the room and says, "Hey, uh, is everything okay?" And uh, I guess Rusty Nail answers. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember, and and everything's fine. But the next morning they wake up and there's cops there, and and the guy's been brutally murdered, and so they're freaking out or whatever. All right, so you ready to play around the final girl before we go to the next break? Is it that is it that time? Every once in a while we call for names. You give us a name. You come on the show. There are five players, four rounds. Four of you will die. One of you will survive. As always, don't break the rules. Don't have sex. Don't finger bang. Don't go to Mexican doggy Mexican donkey show or doggy uh, shows. I'm sure it's the same show. result. Don't go to the Mayflower dog competition. Uh, and and don't get on your knees and don't wander off by yourself. Uh, don't drink any booze. Don't use any poppers. Don't take any meth. Just just be a good good little person and you might survive and that's it that's that's all there is to it uh yeah so let's meet the contestants okay first up we have miss cat withers welcome to the show hello cat next up is next up is cassie taylor welcome to the show um don't shoo her away. We want her to stay so that we can watch her die. <laughs> <laughs> or survive. Her. We don't know. We don't know yet. It's early. All right. Please welcome to the show, Miss Dewey Loopy. Hello, Dewey. Um, howdy, Dewey. Welcome to the show. Oh, here's a cute name. Elizabeth Munchausen. Not Elizabeth, Alex. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Uh, we got one more player to All welcome right. to, the, to the final girl challenge, and that is Miss... Kimber Lane. All right. Welcome, Miss Lane. Lane. All right. So let's get into it. Up first, we have Miss Cassie Taylor. Oh, Cassie. Looks good for Cassie. Round one. All Cassie right. Cassie Taylor. Here we go. The bigger they are, the harder they fall, declares Amber as she takes off her bra. As her colossal breasts are finally set free, you run away squealing, This isn't for me. You survived. survive. All right. Good job running away from those boobies. Next up is Miss Cat Withers. Cat. It's Taco Tuesday at Cedarwood Ranch, and you got an invite from your gal pal Blanche. But when you arrive, the only tacos in <laughs> Cat's sight. Apparently, ninety-three years old. Go on. Blanche Blanche is coming back. There's oh. a lot of babies named Blanche right now. My bad. Go to any any hospital, any world uh, where they're where they're having babies, and there's a lot of Blanches. Just a nursery full of Blanches. <laughs> All right. 
All right, cat. All right, cat. It's Taco Tuesday at Cedarwood Ranch, and you got an invite from your gal pal Blanche. But when you arrive, the only tacos in sight are of the pink variety. Should you take a bite? <laughs> no way, not me. As tempting as it sounds, my papa raised me better. Sex is for clowns. You survive. You survive. Well, well Way played. To not have sex. Absolutely. Or whatever you were gonna do with that pink taco. Next up, Miss Dewey Loopy. Dewey, today at Mega Mountain, they're riding the vapor in reverse. It sounds like a blast, but you've heard that roller coaster is cursed. You listen to your gut and stay home by your fireside. The report on the evening news that night says all the coaster's riders died. You survived. Well done. I really like what you did there, too, because it's, you know, that's, that's a new one. What, riding the vapor in reverse? Don't ride cursed roller coasters. Add it to the list. Yeah. It, should, it just seems obvious, right? Well, um, you'd and, think. Uh, you'd think. Alex, do you remember who rode the, the vapor in reverse? <laughs> no, I don't. Who? Come on, buddy. Oh, really? I don't. <laughs> you pulled this from a Pauly Shore movie? Encino Man, uh, Brendan Fraser, the caveman, and Pauly Shore Stoney pull up on a scooter, and Sean Astin's there, and he's all mad because Pauly Shore took him to the to Mega Mountain, the, the amusement park, and he's yelling at Stoney. And Stoney's like, yeah, man, they were riding the vapor in reverse. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that. He's like, wait, they were riding the vapor in reverse? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, a call back to Encino Man. You don't get that a lot. I here. love Encino Man. Encino That's Man's one of my favorite show. movies of all time. I love how they dig that pool out of the dirt, and at the end, uh, it is a beautiful pool. Shush! All right. <laughs> Robin wouldn't piss on your gums if your teeth were on fire. All right, so you survived. Up next, we've got Miss Kimber Lane. Kimber, the radio is playing the Monster Mash as you cruise down the avenue. Polly asks if you want some hash. You ask, what is it and what does it do? It will cut your worries right in half. It will lift your spirits and make you laugh. It will increase how many days you live. It'll make your girl parts more sensitive. Hmm, you say, as you cogitate. How wonderful hash must be. But Polly, from what is it made? Oh yeah, I forgot, it's weed. Oh Polly, you know me better than this. I don't get high and I don't get pissed. For I am a snooty, wait, for I am snooty and I am above it. Politely take your sinful hash and shove it. You survive. God bless. Okay, okay. Good job. Survivor. Don't act like you're not impressed. I was impressed. I was impressed. I especially like how you got going so well in the middle. You go, wait, wait, wait. And then it start. Restart. That's good. <laughs> well, I accidentally said for I am a snooty. Which, you know, you could say somebody's a snooty, right? Yeah, that yes. That girl's a real snooty. She's a real she snooty. She won't do anything. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> so they survived. That must mean somebody didn't. Oh, your name is more fitting then you know Elizabeth Munchausen. Uh-oh. I feel the earth move under my feet. Perhaps it's just gas from all the meat. We all ate pounds of barbecue at Chet's, and now I have a case of the meat sweats. My upper lip is glistening in the sunlight. My bowels feel like they're in a fight. 
Richie says, here, have a beer to wash it down. You just had one sip, then got fisted to death by a clown. <laughs> you died. <laughs> God damn. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I mean, you just had the meat sweats. Yep. You needed something cold to drink, yep. and then a clown fisted by fisted a clown. I mean, wow, that Not is a way to fisted, go. Fisted to death. That That's is a way to go. I'm, there's no. I don't really remember, but surely that was one of the deaths in Terrifier. <laughs> yeah, if it's not in the first one it'll probably it's be in the second probably one probably in the sequel alright well good job fantastic uh, uh, congratulations to the four of you that made it through and sorry about that clown fisting uh, for you Elizabeth that was uh, unpleasant I'm sure uh, as much for us really as it was for you but please come back play again next time we love return players everybody has a chance to win so coming up after the break we're going to talk a little bit more about this amazing movie from 2001 Joyride get a little bit more into that talk about what we are into and all our other shenanigans stay tuned Let me ask you a question. Are you a new werewolf who's having trouble making a kill? Haven't gotten the whole stuck in your prey thing down yet? And now you're starving for human meat? We understand. It's hard to sneak up and kill a person when you look exactly like a freaking werewolf, but fret no more. Here at Werewolves in Sheep's Clothing, we offer a wide variety of removable skins to make you look more like your human form than you did before the moon went full. Try one of our best sellers, like Harry Guy in a Straw Hat, Harry Guy in Vintage Jordans, Harry Guy in a Hawaiian Shirt, or Fat Guy in a Little Coat. Be hungry no more, just visit our store. Discounts available for old stupid werewolves because we know it sucks to be hungry and old and stupid. Werewolves in sheep's clothing. Slip on our skins. Welcome back to Slasher. I hardly know her. This week we are talking about Joyride from 2001. Joyride! A fantastic uh, concept for a movie. Uh, Good characters. I give a shit about them. It is actually scary, although there are some parts that are fucking ridiculous. I'll get right into it. Remember when they are being chased down like the dirt road by the trucker? Well, first, they think this trucker is chasing them down, but actually it is an ice truck delivery driver uh, what do you leave is they, they had stopped at a gas station. They know this trucker's out to kill him. And then they leave their like credit card or something behind, right? Or his wallet behind. And so they think they're running from the killer trucker, but really it's just a very nice ice delivery truck driver who is trying to chase them down and return their wallet or credit card or whatever they left at the thing. And then there's this moment of relief until the real killer truck driver and his 18 wheeler, uh, you know, hauling the trailer behind it and everything, the semi hauling trailer behind it and everything comes crashing through, goes right through the ice truck and after them. And so they start hauling ass out of there and he follows them down this dirt road and they're taking turns and stuff. And again, he's got the fucking trailer on and he's taking every turn and he's able to keep up with them on this tiny dirt road. It was fucking ridiculous. 
it was absolutely ridiculous because one of the turns they take is almost like a like a switchback almost it's like you know they have to turn and go backwards kind of and somehow truck driver stays right on him pins him up against a tree with his truck it was i mean it was a scary scene and then he makes them apologize over the cb radio which they do and then he just backs his massive ass truck on out like it ain't nothing that was kind of ridiculous that seems pretty intense i mean having you the the 18 wheeler smashing your car against a tree and the windows breaking and you're just getting crushed uh yeah, but then he just leaves. Yeah, All right. but backs out this tiny little dirt road. I mean, I've seen truck drivers try to, you know, negotiate out of the gas station with less luck than this guy did going down these country windy roads backwards as if it's no issue at all. That was stupid. When he busted through that uh, ice truck, though, that was dope. Right through the middle of it. He just drives yeah. right through oh, the middle yeah. of it. While That's it, amazing. The that ice truck's trying CGI. like a... No, he's trying like a three-point turn to you know get back on the road or whatever, and he just goes right through the ice truck. It was pretty dope. And a plot point for the end of the movie as well, the ice truck yeah. driver. Um but, you know what I liked about that scene with the, not the ice truck, but where he's smashing against the tree is that he is toying with him. It's yeah. not like he tries to kill them and fail. He fucks with them and then he leaves because he knows he wants to fuck with them again later. Yeah. And you, th- I like that. I mean, of course, you know, it's early enough in the movie, you know that he's not done, but he does, they apologize on the radio and he quits crushing them with his truck. And it is, yeah, it's because he's a sadistic asshole and he's going to fuck with them some more later. Even though they think everything's gold, they are wrong. It was, uh, yeah, it was good. What do you think he's hauling back there? I mean, like, he... Oats. hauling <laughs> <laughs> oh, oats. Oh, very good. Very well done. Micah made me set him up for that before we started recording. He was like, look, you hey, guys, Alex, he's hauling. when we get to the part about the thing, remember to say, what's he hauling, okay? <laughs> and then I'm going to do the old hauling oats joke. It well, gets him every time. I mean, dude, as much time as he spent, like, fucking with these kids, driving all over the place, going wherever they went, don't you think there was a boss somewhere yelling at him on the radio going, where the fuck are you? Why is the shipment not there? Because also, but either that or he does make the shipment because eventually he loses the trailer. He didn't have the trailer anymore. He's just he's just in the semi rig, and and that's what he's chasing him in. He he no longer has the big trailer on the back, and so I don't know. I I think that Rusty Nail pretty scary if you fuck with him, but Rusty Nail's boss has got to be a son of a bitch, right? Because he made him complete that load and then go Maybe back. Maybe he and, killed him. I guess he could have killed him. I don't know. He Maybe w- he ripped his jaw off like he did that first guy in the hotel room. Oh, oh and we man, said it, and before the break that he murdered, but he actually ends up in the hospital room because Paul right. Walker That's and right. Steve Zahn get the cops drag them to the hospital room. That's like, can right. you explain this shit? And you see a guy on a hospital bed, his jaw, his jaw has been completely ripped off and it does not look like he's going to make it. I think he's in a coma, right? I don't remember. Cause I'd forgotten about the jaw ripping off. And again, it was three weeks since we watched this cause we couldn't get together until now. But yeah, that was, that was really dope. I mean, it ripped his, the whole lower half of his jaw was gone. I mean, it was, it was really cool. I mean, you know, for a special effect it wasn't you know in real life this would be sad i think he Tragic. ripped off his whole jaw not just the lower half i think he took the whole jaw yeah yeah, yeah. Did, i say lower half i mean the jaw is the lower half of your face oh you you're referring to the the jaw versus the maxilla yeah that's what i meant that's what i meant <laughs> i just scienced all mm-hmm. over you 
Right I'm, on your belly. I know, and it's sticky, and I hate it. <laughs> Science is sticky, kids. So, like we said, this movie uh, made in 2001, uh, so it, it, and, and has aged well. It is now 21 years old, which is just Damn. bananas to me, because it seems like yesterday I watched it for the that first time. That makes me feel old. I'll tell you what makes me feel old, though, is when, we, when you look back at 2001 and think, what else was happening then? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> funny you should ask, Alex, because I happen have, to have, remember. Have you prepared something? I happen to remember from memory, not anything I Googled oh, okay. recently. Cool, cool, cool. Especially not today. Mm-hmm. I just remember 2001 very well. Uh, let's see here. For the for those of you at home listening to this for the first time, this is the part where Micah tells us what else happened in 2001 and starts with really bad, sad news, uh, gives us a goofy fact, and uh, then ends by telling us all the movies that came out in 2001 that were horror movies. All right, let's do that. Here we go. Uh, you've got it pretty, I mean, you predicted it pretty much perfectly. Okay, so first news up, Timothy McVeigh. Uh, he was executed on June 11th. Next up, George W. Bush is sworn in as the 43rd president of the United States on January 20th. Wow, okay. Okay. All right, let's get into some better news. Yeah, Baltimore please. Ravens beat the New York Giants 34 to 7 at the Super Bowl. A huge Ravens fan. You know, I had a uh I'm just a kidding. Teacher at my old no. school who no. was uh he actually played for the New York Giants. And let's see here. Gladiator takes 5 Oscars, including so best saw, picture, best actor for Russell Crowe. Uh yeah, I like I loved Gladiator when that came out. I haven't seen it in a very long time. That was Ridley Scott, right? Yep. And Julia Roberts finally wins her gold statue for her performance in Aaron Brockovich. Oh, okay. All right. That seems that movie, seems older what? than Joyride to me. I mean, as we were watching 2001 and looking for news of the year, it, I didn't even put two and two together. I'm like, oh, 2001. That was that was the fucking year. It's been so long ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Goddamn. Uh, okay. Oh, a little movie called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone opened on November 16th in wow. 8,200 theaters nationwide. Wow. And lukewarm reviews did not discourage audience. The film took in an unprecedented $93.5 million on its opening weekend. Wow, that's a lot of that's, money. That's still big today. Yeah, if you did that today, you'd be doing well. Animal news. Oh, great. Swedish researchers learned that female trout sometimes fake orgasms. Yeah, that's some I good news for you, Mr. Pescatarian. There's also uh, just... This is also, I forgot to mention the part of the news of 2001 where Mike also makes up facts. No, I didn't do a lot of uh, vetting on the sources yeah. on the uh, the trout orgasms, but that's what was in the uh, weird news of the year. Yeah, well, you know, you can only use, I got a, I got a headache so many times, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's why we call you Alex Trout Slasher because you're always faking orgasms. That's right. You never know when it's real. Uh, let's see here. I'm just oh. kidding. When it's real, you get science all over your belly. Here was some welcome news from <laughs> so much, so much science on the small of my back. Uh, <laughs> Here's welcome news for men who fear they don't measure up. Condom makers have found penis size is a bit shorter than given in the Kinsey report. Why? Well, for one thing, these days scientists don't let the men measure themselves. 
That's true. That's true. If I'm, I don't well, know okay. what I don't know what any of that meant. What's the okay, Kinsey, so the Kinsey, Kinsey report. report? Kinsey was this doctor. Who's not doing letting all... me measure myself? <laughs> so they were they were polling men. They're saying how big is it? Oh, and I guess maybe they were letting the men do measure themselves. themselves or do their own gotcha. reporting. Which you know, if I'm measuring my own penis, I go all the way back to my butthole and say <laughs> that's where my penis starts. Here's your favorite part, the part you actually like I in our news like of the year, part, and that yes. is other scary movies from 2001. And we've got a big list, so I will blow through it. Here we go. Scary Movie 2. Okay. Jason X, Ugh. or Jason 10, whichever you prefer. No one says 10. Go on. Uh, 13 Ghosts, Session 9, The Devil's Backbone, Hannibal, Ghosts of Mars, The Hole, <laughs> Hole. Brotherhood of the Wolf, Suicide Club, Route 666, starring Lou Diamond Phillips, Valentine, Wishmaster 3, Bones, Jeepers Creepers, and The Others. There were a lot with numbers in there. Route 666, 13 Ghosts, yeah. uh, Jason X, there was one other, I think. Session 9. Yeah. Gary Movie 2. Yeah. Wishmaster 3. A lot of numbers in there. Almost all of the, one. of the numbers. Of the Wolf One, that's <laughs> they're setting themselves up for a win with that oh. title. Uh, yeah, how come nobody does that? They should do that part one. Yeah, why not? You know, it's it's like when Back to the Future was like, you know, we'll be back or whatever at the end, and then it was, you know, fifteen years till they made another movie. How confused do you think people were when the first Star Wars movie came out and it said Episode Four? I was confused. That confused me throughout childhood. I was a confused child though. Um, okay, so uh, I think this is a good opportunity for us to play a little Final Girl. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get it on. Let's play that game. Mm-hmm. All right. Holy shit, Alex. You know what we forgot to do in round one? And spin that wheel. We didn't spin that wheel. We didn't G- spin that wheel. wheel. Oh, my God. I'm embarrassed for us. I'm embarrassed for you. It's your job. You know, if I forget, you can remind me, all right? This isn't a one-man show. I need your help, Alex. You've met me. You know I need help. You told me I was your sidekick. And I'm lucky I can tie my shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I do wonder. I always wondered when I met you why you had so many pairs of Velcro sneakers. Because uh, it's an odd, it's a, it's a really odd material to make a shoe out of. Yes. Okay, here we go. Final girl, round two. As you may recall, in round one, we lost... Our dearly departed Elizabeth Munchausen. In a very awful manner. Okay. Up first is Miss Dewey Loopy. Oh, Dewey. Let's see what happens. All right, Dewey. Tommy wants to French you in your no-no square. But you reply, (laughs) you reply, no, Tommy. Don't touch me there. You survive. Good job. Uh, I think a lot of these could go the other way. The person would die. They might be down to do some of these things until the guy in your rhyme always says the grossest thing to initiate the sexual act. (laughs) And then that that turns them off. I want to touch you where the duty comes from. (laughs) Yeah. I was happy about that. Yeah, I know you were. Now we're at no-no square. Cassie. Cassie Taylor. Uh, Oh, Cassie. I hope you protect your no-no square. (laughs) Here's open. Here we go. Uh, Cassie, your crew from the marching band want to cut Footloose, but their dancing is too sexy when they shake their caboose. 
So you kneel on the floor and begin to pray because you know that with sexy dancing comes a high price to pay. You survive. Wow, but she kneeled and you said that that can get you killed. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Does that mean she will die later? Who we'll knows? find we'll out. See. Stay tuned, everybody. Kimber Lane. Did, did you spin the wheel? Oh, son of a <laughs> bitch. We just talked about how we didn't spin the wheel and I didn't do it again. I'm all relaxed. I'm sitting in a cozy chair this time uh, and like staring at a window. There's wow. a breeze blowing and I'm just dropping the ball, man. It's last year I uh, hardly let... know her where we always have our shit together. <laughs> All right, here, let's spin that wheel. Hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> Perfect, we got it. Okay, Kimber. Uh, it's trivia night at the local brewery. A night of fun and tomfoolery. Your friends urge you to try your first ale. But you say, no thanks, I'm going to bail. You survive. <laughs> you survive. And have the Wait same voice as every female character on our show ever. What, what voice do you do when you're doing a girl? I, I just do this one. It just always goes I know that's the one you do. Right I don't do it. I don't it. know where I heard that or where it comes from. I just, we could do like the Monty Python. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. I'm going to bail. Yeah, please. Please, next one. Please. Please. Or we could do Paul Walker doing a girl's that's, voice. That's what I do. Ride. I just try to channel Paul Walker's. No thanks. I'm going to bail. <laughs> That was sexy. You got turned on a little bit? I, Did you get a half chub? I'm reaching right now into the fridge for my pink champagne. Welcome to the chub club. All right. Finally, Cat Withers. Oh, no, Cat. Told you. I guess you really are going to have to get out of here. Yep. Get on. Yeah. Cat. Scooch. Scram. All right, Cat. Oh, shit. This is a long one. Hang in there. Oh, here we go. Alex, you might want to kick back. Put I your am. feet up. I have done just that. Okay, Cat. It was the summer dance at Battlefield High. Your date says there's something he wants you to try. Okay, cool. What do you have in mind? I'd like to squeeze your juicy behind. You'd like to squeeze my juicy behind? Yes, I'd like to squeeze your juicy behind. My juicy behind? Your juicy behind. <laughs> You'd like to squeeze my juicy behind? <laughs> you pondered his offer and said, I accept. Then to your booty his searching hands crept. He gave it a squeeze. You squealed, ooh la la. Then laughed and smiled and undid your bra. Moments later, as you two did canoodle, in trotted a rabid and possessed little poodle, who showed her teeth and viciously growled, then ravaged your bodies until disemboweled. You died. <laughs> you died. It was. It was. It was. It was long for no reason that was necessary. Uh, all right. So four of you. Uh, no, two of you are dead, which means three of you survive. We have two more rounds to see who will be the final girl. We'll talk a little bit more about this movie and a little bit about what else. Uh, all right. So we'll talk about all of that coming up after the break. Stay with us. If your lover's getting on your last nerve, well, give him what he deserves. Try Albert's arsenic. Nine out of ten doctors agree Albert is the finest arsenic on the market today. So if your mother or your 
is driving you nuts. Use Albert's arsenic. Satisfaction guaranteed. If your lover's getting on your last nerve, give him what he deserves. Try Albert's arsenic. All right, so in this... Slasher, I hardly know her. In 2001's Joyride, uh, we have now gotten to the point where things are heating up with uh, old Rusty Nail and Lewis and Venna and Jewel. And Jewel was the... Jewel. Uh, are you talking about the Snaggletooth singer from the 90s? I don't think I am. Her hands are small, you know, but they're not hers. They're not hers. They're her own. Anyway, things are heating up with our main characters. Uh, the The stakes are pretty high. They think they think that they have uh, made it to kind of a safe spot because you know the the he's let them go. They now go and pick Vanna up. Everything seems to be fine uh, while they're on the college campus uh, picking the young lady up. Uh, they meet one of her friends. Steve Zahn hits on her a little. Does not pan out because she's got to go home. I think it was for spring break is why he was picking them up and they were going. And uh, Spring break. Then at some point we hear from Rusty Nail again and there's a voice in the background and uh, Vanna immediately recognizes it is her friend from the college campus. Rusty Nail has kidnapped her and is holding her captive. And, uh, you know, I wondered at, at many points in this film, why didn't they just, you know, go pull the door open on Rusty's 18-wheeler and beat the hell out of him? Well, he's he ripped a guy's jaw off. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to pull open the, the, the door to that guy's cab. There's two of you, you know, there's three of you. You got Vena, you got Lewis, you got Fuller from Home Alone, and they could have just pulled that door open. And uh, spilled some Pepsi on him and beat the hell out of him. And actually, uh, I, I skipped a part. The way they know Rusty Nails back on him is they pick up Vanna and they go to that motel and somebody calls the room and they answer and it's Rusty Nail and he mentions that they have a girl with them because they had said, you know, they'd come clean to him and said, look, we were joking with you. There is no candy cane. There's no girl. It's just us. We're two guys. And then he calls them in the hotel room and says... I thought you said there was no girl. And that's right. That that is that's how we get there. So they run from the motel and I love this scene. Uh Paul uh, uh Steve Zahn is driving and the girl's freaking out and she's saying why should we be freaking out? Paul's freaking out. Uh, uh Steve's freaking out. And as they're doing it, Steve Zahn is seen spray painting on the signs the street, the, the road signs of the highway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's that's like, right. look in the trunk. And the reason he wants them to do that is because Fuller, played by Steve Zahn, had thrown, he had like taken the CB radio out and thrown it off onto the side of the road because, you know, yep. fuck that shit. And when they pull over and look in the trunk, there sits the CB radio. Then they get on the radio because it tells them what to do. And uh, that is when Vanna hears that her friend has been kidnapped. That's creepy. That means he's been in your car. He's been right where you are. Yeah. He's been going he's, through your stuff. He is just fucking with him. He is not. I mean, yeah. he could have killed him. He didn't kill him. He's fucking with him. Uh, and so that's, yeah, that's pretty good. And he tells him to go to that cornfield, right, to pick up uh, Vanna's friend. And they all split up in the cornfield because the truck driver now uh, without 
the trailer on his truck. So he had time to go make his delivery. Uh, then comes pouring through the cornfield, trying to kill him, and and they all end up getting split up. And then he actually kidnaps Venna as well. Right? You know, did you ever just fuck with anybody just for fun? I'm not exactly proud to uh, admit this, but I used to fuck with truck drivers sometimes. And this movie reminded me of a particular instance I had with a truck driver. And it was inadvertent. We weren't fucking with the truck driver on purpose. Uh, we were driving across country and I poured a drink out the window, which I'm assuming went all over a guy's truck. You know, like it wasn't purposeful at all. Right. It was, you know, completely by accident. And uh, then this truck, you know, zips past us. We're not paying any attention. And then throws some really gross, milky white liquid all over our windshield. Oh. And uh, milky white, you say? Yes. It it was gross. It And there was a lot of it. Um. And so I don't know what we do to then piss him off. I don't know if we throw another drink at his car or whatever. We're teenagers. We were awful. And uh, he starts hauling ass. And that's how, that's when I first realized that semi-truck can go really fast. I had no idea because we were in this little, you know, fast car. And so we're, you know, zipping through traffic trying to get away from him. And he is fucking chasing us on the interstate. So I'm like, take this exit, take this exit. And we go into this little town and he follows us into the town. And so then we drive into like a Walmart parking lot or something because we figure that'll be hard for him. And he comes into the Walmart parking lot as well. And of course, we're able to then just get out of the Walmart parking lot and drive off because he's in a big truck and can't negotiate the turns worth the Mm -hmm. shit and we get away. But for a good 10 minutes there, it was pretty terrifying. Was this before or after you'd watched Joyride? This would definitely be before. Yeah, uh, this was this was definitely before that. Uh, so I kind of date myself there. But uh, yeah, so it's also how I know that all those little twists and turns on the country road, there's no way a semi-truck could navigate because he was unable to catch us in a Walmart parking lot because we were in a little car, you know? He, he couldn't do all the stuff we could do, and then we drove off, and it was terrifying, but... It was a big black truck, just like this one. Ooh, I might have, it was rusty I might have been what pissed Rusty Nail off so bad and made him this way. <laughs> so, you know, lesson learned, kids. Although, again, it was a complete accident the, the first time, but then we started fucking with him. Uh, yeah. Okay, Micah, so you want to take it from there? You want to add a little something to it, or you want to maybe talk about what else we're into? Oh, what else are we into? We can jump into what else are we into. I figured we'd do that when we come back from the break. But uh, eh, Let's just do it now. We got we plenty just, to do in that next break. Just do it. Yeah, we just, got just plenty to do. Just do it. So, Mikey, what just else, do it. What else are you into, Micah? What are you into? Into. Into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about? Well, I'll tell you, Alex. I recently uh, purchased a road bike. You know... Like those spandex-clad assholes who are always declaring, share the road Uh uh uh, that I hate. Um, So, you know, I got one of those type bikes uh, because Dr. Scott is like, well, let's go ride. And I ride my e-bike, and he rides his road bike, and we go for rides. And I love it because I have a throttle. When we go up hills, I'm like, oh, joy ride while he works and sweats. Anyway, but that doesn't get me in very good shape. Mm -hmm. And I have... All but not worked out at all uh, since, what, March 2020, I guess. 
And uh, so I'm trying to get in shape. This is my first ever road bike. I grew up on dirt roads and gravel roads and riding cheap ass Walmart mountain bikes and what have you. So this is, this is my first go at a road bike. It's totally different. I didn't vomit. But my God, did I get mad at Dr. Scott, who's just like pedaling up these big hills like, oh, it's a jolly day for a bicycle ride <laughs> while I'm fucking sweating buckets, just like, fucking, I'm not going to make it. We can do this. Holy shit. And uh, yeah, so that's new. That's fun. I'm giving that a whirl. And uh, I'm also into this comic book. I just started reading it. I think there's only two issues out so far. It is most definitely horror. It's called I Hate This Place. Image put it out. It's by a guy named Kyle Starks and Artyom Topolin and Lee Lowridge. And uh, it's about this couple that moves into their old aunt's house in the woods. And it's these two girls. Well, I guess, I guess they're women. They're married, I think, or at least dating. And it's got everything you could want from horror. It's got ghosts and monsters and some horned man that lives in the forest. So it's it's definitely geared toward, towards horror. The guy that wrote it said he kind of wanted to do something where, where it would set it up to where he could have pretty much every horror trope you could think of from slashers to zombies to ghosts, etc. And that's what I'm into. Sounds what good. What are you into? Sounds good. I like that your first, your your second thing was actually horror related, and your first thing was just a horror for you. Just horror. Just, it's just horror for yeah. Me. These horror bike rides. Uh, oh, speaking of horror bike rides, let me tell you about my taint. You want me to check his taint? <laughs> please, please tell you us. You sit on this tiny saddle on your little road bike, and you're bent over all day, and. You wear these uh, fucking cycling underwear that have like a giant heavy flow day maxi pad sewn into them. You know, they're supposed to give you some extra cushion on your ass and your taint. And uh, it helps. I'm glad I had it. But damn, is my taint sore. All right. What are you into? Uh, Well, I'll tell you what I I am into. I just uh, I just uh, I just started a book. But I also just finished a book that uh, is phenomenal. I just finished Tawdry Tales and Confessions from Horror's Boy Next Door by William Butler. And uh, Billy Butler has been in a ton of horror movies that you've seen. You may not know who he is, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, most notably, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And uh, he was Kane Hodder's first on-screen kill ever. Uh, he's just, he's just been in the horror world forever. His book is so much fun reading how they were making low budget horror movies in the eighties. And it is, if you have an opportunity to go check it out, I think the price just dropped on it on Amazon cause it's, it's fresh out this year, I believe. And, uh, it is definitely worth a read, but in, you know, looking for that book, I also came across the book that I'm reading now, Confessions of a Puppet Master a Hollywood memoir of ghouls, guts, and gonzo filmmaking by Charles Band. And uh, No way, Charles Band? Yeah. and I don't know who that is. You don't know? Oh, come on. I'm, you, a, I'm assuming he had something to do with Puppet Master. Well, yes, absolutely. But he made so many horror movies that that you've seen. I mean, like you've, or at least at the very least, you've heard of them for sure. Because he's just he's been in horror forever. He's owned like three, uh, three 
horror movie companies, you know, that companies that just almost exclusively uh, were were uh, making horror at the time. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to click through here so I can, you know, look at a few things and, and better inform what I'm doing, but I'm not doing a very good job. Oh, are you talking about Charles Robert Band? I, I don't Born know. December 27th, 1951. Sure. Who's known for his work on horror comedy movies. Yeah, that's him. That's him. So you, you were Googling faster than I am, but... Uh, <laughs> You're not talking about the one who made Trancers 2, yeah, Doll Man vs. Yeah. Demonic Toys. Yeah, Mystery that's Monsters, him. The Creeps, yeah. Blood Duck. Good God. Look at his filmography, dude. I, it's insane. I know. And the types of movies that he's making, of course. I mean, he made Ghoulies and Ghoulies 2 and Reanimator and all that stuff. But he does, uh, you know, he, it's full moon productions. I mean, you've seen full moon a thousand times in your life. He's you know? still active and he hasn't yeah. taken a break. He and was, it looks like he's been like making movies constantly since, what, 1973? He, was, he was on... Uh, he was on. He was one of the guests on uh, Joe Bob just last week, and yeah, he's he's his stories are great. I mean, just the stories of how they make they were you know slamming together these horror movies and making them scary, and just at the height of you know video rental store horror. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a good read. So that is what I am into. You want to do some final girl? It's time, bro. All Let's right. do it. It's All time right. for round three. All right. Round. Three. Don't let me forget Don't you to, spin, forget the wheel to this time. spin that wheel this time. As you may recall, we lost Elizabeth oh. Munchausen and Miss Cat Withers. Oh. We have three players left. Let's spin the wheel. Let's find out what happens. Oh, yeah. Perfect ending to that. Okay. First up is Miss Cassie Taylor. Cassie. That'll be 275, said the ice cream man, as he placed the bomb pop in your hand. Oh shit, you thought, I don't have enough money. And this bomb pop is already starting to get runny. You considered making a run for it, but you're not an ungrateful little shit. Instead you say, sorry sir, I'm a little short. The man took your dollar and let out a snort. That'll be fine, this dollar will do. You smiled and curtsied and said, thank you. You survived. Happy, you happy survived. Joy, joy. Well done. Well done. Played it Played it good there. Okay, up next we have Kimber Lane. All right, Kimber. You were lying in bed thinking of Blake. He's handsome and funny and never fake. And what would it hurt to pluck from your shelf? The brand new massage gun to touch yourself. But no, you think, even though Blake's a hottie, the pastor says touching yourself is naughty. So instead of giving your fun parts a smack, you use your new toy on your aching back. You survive. You survive. All right. Wow. Okay, well, you know, that means it's not looking good for one of our blessed contestants. All right. Next up is Miss Dewey Loopy. Dewey. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo, shouted the bully in the hall. So you marched right up and kicked him in the ball. But when you kicked his patch kick... Fuck. Let me try that. You want to just nanny, nanny. <laughs> Let's, you know, take one. Back to one, everyone. Let's just start the whole thing from the beginning. We'll spin the wheel. We'll go back to those other ones. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Dewey Loopy. 
Nanny Nanny Boo Boo shouted the bully in the hall, so you marched right up and kicked him in the ball. But when you kicked his package, you both felt a spark, so he invited you on a date to the lookout and to park. While you sat in his car, staring into each other's eyes, his furry hand found its way between your thighs. You were so turned on and didn't want him to stop. Then a knock on the window of his car. Oh shit, it's a cop. You rolled down the window to see what's the matter. The man at the window smiled like the Mad Hatter. He wasn't a cop, and soon he did splatter. The inside of the car with your brain matter. You survived. Wait, no, you didn't survive. Just kidding. You died. You're fucking dead. And believe it or not, it ended up okay for you. Everything was fine. Sounded, you got that look dead. You got some stitches up, in your... It sounded a lot worse than it just was. Just kidding, Dewey Loopy. You got scratched. dead. Your brains are all over the inside of that car where you were having a great time, and mm-hmm. now you're dead. And Game now over. it's all over. All right. Yeah. So. Don't make out. Don't park. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go to the lookout. No. I mean, come on. That's like day one stuff. Okay. So we have two contestants left that will two. enter in and vie Ooh. for our... Uh, coveted mystery prize uh, that mystery. is coming up after the break also we are going to uh, rate this movie we are going to give you our crunchiest kills and then crunchy crunchy yeah yeah the crunchiest one that you know to each of us which could be the same crunchy. who knows and then uh, of course I will find out what movie you have picked for us to watch next time oh. You're in for a treat. I doubt that is true because you picked the last one and I hated it. All right. All, uh, all. I, I know you're not throwing the mangler under the bus again because, you know, as soon as we posted that we were doing the mangler, somebody jumped on. In fact, mm-hmm. I think it was our listener mm-hmm. from uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, yeah, the mangler is an underrated gym. The mangler is going to get its comeuppance because it deserves it. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. We'll do all of that coming up after the break. Hey, what's wrong there, fella? Uh, nothing. Duh. It seems like something's wrong. I don't, don't want to talk about it. It hurts so bad. What hurts? Uh, my, my butt hurts. My butt hurts real bad. What happened? Nothing. I didn't want nothing happened to my butt. I think something did. No, nothing happened to my butt. My, I don't want to talk about it. I think you were abducted by aliens and they anally probed you. And now your bottom is sore. No, that didn't happen to me. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's what happened to me. Well, don't worry, pal. I got just the thing. Check it out. (laughs) How's that, Heine? Looks in flames. Think you need the bombiest bomb around? It's the bombiest bomb in the whole damn town. E.T. Spot Bomb, E.T. Spot Bomb. If your butt's already and feel like you're dead, you didn't need to do bomb. E.T. Spot Bomb, E.T. Spot Bomb. Extra terrestrial. Uh, uh, ain't a pro. Let me fix it up. Slip slap a little butt bomb on your butt bomb. On your butt bomb. E.T. Spot Bomb. It'll make your butt feel better. Where's your 
got in the probe by aliens. They took you in their spaceship and they got them probing sticks and probing probes and they stuck them in your hole. Now you can't sleep with your butt on shore. Try E.T.'s butt bone, bone for your butt. Yeah, E.T.'s butt bone, bone for your butt, bone for your butt. Welcome back to Slasher. I hardly know her. The horror movie podcast where this week we are listening to, or we're talking about rather, the movie we watch. That's what we do here. Some. That's a little bit of what we do here. 2001's Joyride. A fantastic uh, joyride through the many, many streets and routes and shitty hotels of America. All while being chased by a maniacal truck driver named Rusty Nail. It's a good He's one. A maniac. He is a maniac. He's a maniac. Maniac. And when we left off, he had just kidnapped uh, two women, uh, the female lead in the, the movie, as well as her friend who had virtually no lines whatsoever. Uh, and so now he is setting up a meeting with uh, our two stars, played by Steve Zahn and Paul Walker. He is gone. He is instructing them to go to a motel room and go to room 17, just like Mm -hmm. they told him to do when they originally tricked him uh, into uh, committing a horrible, horrible, heinous act against the asshole racist that was in that room. But he's setting up a little trap here. He's got Vena, the female lead, played by, what's her name? Lily Sobieski. Okay, I can't say it, but you can, so... uh, Oh, yeah, I had a little crush on her when she first showed up in movies. Yeah, she's very cute. She's very cute, and she was in stuff for a while, and then she kind of vanished. And completely vanished, as we said, because she no longer acts. But uh, he has nailed her chair in front of the door, and then has worked out this Rube Goldberg machine of uh, pulleys and stuff with a shotgun pointed right at her face. So when the boys come to uh, kick the door open or whatever to save her, it's going to blow her head off. It is a very tense moment. It is really tense. And we we, we skipped over the cornfield scene, which is when he got Lily Sobieski. He already had her friend from college. Uh, but he snatched Lily uh, at a cornfield. We talked all about it. Are you sure? Did I fall asleep? Because I don't remember the cornfield scene when they're running through the cornfield and he's chasing them with the truck. Did we talk about that? Yeah, I said he doesn't have his trailer on anymore. They split up and they they get separated, and that is when she gets kidnapped. Yes, I said all that. You really don't listen to me at all. I must have fallen asleep for a second. Well, that's unacceptable. Why did they split up? Don't split up in the cornfield. That's when they should have grabbed him out of the truck because well, they had three of them. Steve Zahn kind of. Steve Zahn kind of splits off and then I think it's her and Paul Walker together and then somehow they get separated as well, I believe. And then they hear her screaming and then the truck takes off and when they get back to their car... It's on fire. It's on fire. He's he's blowing up their car. He Rusty Nail moves. He gets around. He gets around pretty fast. Yeah. And which is surprising because when you do catch glimpses of him, because again, it's not actually Ted Levine playing the physical role. uh, He's a big, he's a big guy. I mean, like he's not, he doesn't look like he's in any shape to be moving around real quick. And so I fell asleep during the cornfield scene when you talked about it. Not when I watched it, but when you talked about it. Right. I understand. That's the Um, part that's offensive. So (laughs) now we're up to the hotel. And this is tense, dude. I mean, that whole, 
that booby trap he's got her set up to get her head blown off mm-hmm. and uh it's intense it's definitely intense and fucking steve's on and paul walker are trying to save her they're trying to find the room they're Cops show up and they're opening different doors, and it just seems like there's no way that Lily's gonna make it out of this one. Uh, yeah, they're Vina because Vina's gonna get her head they're blown kicking off. open every door. The cops, room by room yeah. by room, are kicking open every single so you just know she's about to get her head blown off. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, Paul, uh, Lewis and, and Fuller run around the back of the hotel, and that's where they actually run into Rusty Nail, or so we think. Well, and it's it's like Lewis is still up front. That's right. And that's then right. Fuller goes around the back and sees, you know, what's happening through the window so that he, you know, he's going to warn Paul Walker, don't open the door. And he does, right? He's like, don't open mm-hmm. the door, you know, don't open the door or whatever. He yells to him. But that's when Rusty Nail starts kicking the shit out of Fuller and uh, puts that. He like falls onto like I, I'm gonna say copper tubing or something that goes yeah, through goes his like shoulder or whatever. Yeah, is it his leg? That's it, it's his leg, and uh, yeah. then kind of bends it around so that now he uh. can't get out. And that is when uh, that is when Lewis is able. Uh, I don't remember how Lewis gets in the room. I get. Does he go back around? Yeah, he does. He goes back around to help Fuller. Jumps in the window, sees that Fuller's kind of like you know hurt. Jumps in the window, is able to free her in time. But you know, before the cops bust the door open and blow her head off. But I mean, yeah, like a nanosecond yeah, before. Yeah, but then the cops come in and of course see the scene, and they're not going to let them do anything. And that is when uh, Steve's on has he's now on the other side of the fence, just basically trapped. Uh, stuck with this thing, this rod through his leg and bent where he can't get it out. And the truck is, you know, a hundred yards away, revving its engine, and it's just going to come plow through him, the cops, everybody in the hotel room. And the only person who knows it's happening is Steve Zahn. And the cool part I liked about this, one, it's intense as fuck. He's running towards him. And then the 18-wheeler starts driving towards Steve as he's stuck on the fence. Luckily, Paul gets out there and is able to, like, help try to get him off. And then the cops follow, and they're out there. And (laughs) these cops are very open to suggestion because (laughs) when Lewis is like, shoot at the 18-wheeler, they're all like, all right, we'll do that. (laughs) And they (laughs) they don't know who's in there. Just all start unloading their guns on the 18-wheeler. Well, the 18-wheeler is plowing towards them. This is true. This is true. Uh, And then... uh, I think once they finally, the 18-wheeler stops and they've nabbed our bad guy, uh, that's the big the big twist at the end there. Yeah, because he's, he's dead. I mean, they killed him. He comes plowing through the hotel, right? Yep. Uh, everybody's okay, and uh, they're able to gun down You know, the, the, the guy driving the truck. They open the truck. They find, they find Vanna's friend in there. She's okay. Uh, everything's fine. And the ending, everything is going to be okay. The bad guy's dead. Everybody's safe. Everybody's good. And then while the uh, three of them are being treated for their various uh, injuries there in the ambulance, the dead man that's inside the truck as it ends up, I don't remember how they discover it, but Oh, I think so the cops, maybe the cops are talking about it and they're like, yeah, he's some ice truck driver out of something. Yep. yep. And you, and you realize that somehow rusty nail has, had escaped actually and the person that they found dead inside the truck was the nice you know friendly guy who tried to return the credit card Uh or wallet or whatever earlier Uh in the movie that 
you know, got plowed through. And uh, then the, the ambulance, you know, they're sitting in the ambulance getting fixed, and then the CB crackles to life, and there's Rusty Nail's voice. He's not does he bad. say candy cane again? I don't remember if he does or not. I don't, I don't, I can, I don't either. I can't remember. But uh, I thought it was set a, it up for a sequel though, because two he's of still them. out there. Set it up for two sequels. I never saw the sequels. Did you watch any? Of them? I did not watch any of them, and I was going to watch them after we watched Joyride. Joyride, which yeah. by the way, difficult to watch. Not an easy movie to watch if you don't own it. I thought I did own it. And then it was like, oh, available on Prime. It's like, oh, great. And then you get on Prime and it does that thing where it's like, available on Prime if you also subscribe to Stars. So then I had to mm-hmm. subscribe to Stars to watch it. But they had Joyride 2 and Joyride 3. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we might as well do it. And then I click on it and Joyride 2 and Joyride 3, though listed on Amazon, were actually part of some other service that I had to buy. And I was like, fuck it. Cause I read reviews for two and three and they were terrible. And I think this is the one time in life where I'm pro monopoly. Like let's just have one streaming service where we can watch everything. All it the was, time. it was a pain in the ass to find Joyride. It really was. I felt bad, you know, afterwards I just, you know, usually when I pick a movie, there's probably an 80% chance I have it, you know, on my Plex server and I could just shoot you over a copy and let you watch it. But I, in, in no world did I think I didn't own Joyride, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. And I have not seen two or three, but the reviews for it are awful. Yeah, I bet it probably doesn't have any of the original cast. None of the original cast is in any of them, including uh, Ted Levine. It's just a guy doing his best Ted Levine impression is, you know, what I read. And, and the people that, like, like the trailer, I don't remember if it was two or three. I think it was three. But the trailer for three was almost unwatchable. <laughs> That's bad if you can't finish a it, trailer. It was <laughs> rough. It was really rough. Yeah, the the second one has absolutely no name that I've ever heard of ever in it. And uh, not to say they're not good actors or something. I'm just, I, I've not heard of them. I'm bad with actor names anyway. Yeah. And then Joyride 3. Oh, has a name I recognize. You probably won't, but I do. The guy who plays Rusty Nail in part three is Ken Kurzinger. Oh, Ken Kurzinger from, no, who is he? He's the guy that played uh, Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. And oh. uh, he's been in he's been in other stuff too. I, I could click on him and oh. tell you. But I met him once. He's a really nice, tall, good looking uh, dude. Yeah. Met him, didn't get my picture with him or get his autograph. So I have no proof I actually met him. You didn't meet him. Mm. You're just trying to trick me into thinking you met Ken Kurtzwinger. <laughs> uh, he's been in stuff, though. He, he, he was, uh, well, he's not been in a lot. Not- All right, brother. Can you can you tell me, uh, we've, we've, we've gone through Joyride. Uh, what was your, your crunchiest kill for this one? Crunchiest kill. Crunchiest kill for Joyride. I mean, you know I'm going to pick, I mean, I'm going to call it a kill, even though we think he was still alive. He's at least yeah. destined for a pretty horrible life. But that racist asshole, first first uh, kill for Rusty Nail, ripping his jaw off, uh, yeah. separating his jaw from his maxilla. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, I think so. Now, am I left with, that's, is that the only kill? Is no. everything else just close calls? No, you have the the truck driver, the ice truck the driver, ice, ice truck driver, which was a well, pretty epic kill. He got killed by the cops, right? I I don't think so. I mean, I you think, think it was a dead body behind the wheel. Yeah, that's what I think, but I don't know. 
Uh, but that even that itself is a crunchy kill. The the so if you if it's a dead body behind the wheel and the cops are shooting, then then what makes the truck stop if it was a dead body all along? I think the motel did. Did it hit the motel? Yeah, didn't it smash through the motel? It has been a while since yeah. we watched it because we were going to record the show. Early. But you're welcome to have my crunchy kill. There's no rule that says we can't have the same one, and it was pretty crunchy. Crunchiest kill. I think that's the only one that really sticks out to me because that's the only one where you even get to see uh, a body yeah. or any kind of gore. So it would have to be that guy, right? I think that uh, I think that speaks to the the good writing and of this movie is there aren't a lot of kills to pick from. But I would absolutely call this a horror movie. I would not call it like, you know, a suspense thriller or whatever, though it's very thrilling and very suspenseful. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, like, we don't have a lot of kills to pick from, yet I would put this in horror, and I like this movie. Hey, Alex, just a sidebar, so I I have to get a little science splashed on my belly. Maxilla, yes, is the name, but it's also known as the upper jaw, so I stand corrected. You were right. I was wrong. Splash a little science. So what's the lower jaw? Like the mandible? Yeah. The mandible. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you for splashing science all over the place. Well, you didn't have to fake this one. I don't want to be like, oh, I know stuff. And then, you know... Uh, not give you your credit. Micah, to be clear, you and I both go on big tangents sometimes about things we know that I think about it when I'm editing. I'm like, that doesn't sound right to me. And I look it up and I'm like, that's all. (laughs) Everything we just said is wrong. And I just cut it out of the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we just pretend to be smart. We're not actually smart. We're just cocky. We're not bright. That's true. That's true. I got a belt buckle that says cocky. Um, (sighs) Okay. So I guess... The question now is, what are we going to use to rate this thing? Oh, now that's a tough one. That um, is a tough one. We don't have a lot of gore to choose from. We don't. We don't have a lot of how many, God, how many jawless lobby pricks? Uh, um, yeah. How many uh, poorly performed female voices? Paul Walker female voices. It was so bad. I mean, it was uh, the worst. <laughs> I'm candy. How, how many copper tube impaled thighs? Oh, how about how many copper tube impaled zons? Okay, I like that. All right. Copper tube impaled zons. Yes. For little Stevie. Little old Stevie Zahn. What are you All giving right, it? Well, oh, I like Joyride a lot. I mean, I think it scared me a hell of a lot more the first time I saw it. But it still it it still held up pretty well, so I'm gonna give this a solid. Ooh, I'm right on I'm right on the verge between six and seven. Uh, I think I'll give it a seven out of ten. I... Seven out of ten. Copper tube impaled Stevie Dons. Uh, I'm going to uh, do you one better. I'm giving it an eight. I'm, Get out of town. I'm giving it an eight. I really enjoyed it. I thought it held up. Yes, I probably. Yeah. Uh, I probably liked it more the first time I saw it. I don't know, but it had been so long and you know, you remember movies fondly and think, ah, you know, uh, you know, this is a great movie, whatever. Let's try it out. And then you show it to a bunch of friends who've never seen it. And they're like, Oh yeah, great. Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this one fucking held up, man. I think this was good. I think it had to be made in the time when it, it, it was made when cell phones weren't super highly prevalent and it was, you know, 
it was a realistic idea to think that, you know, you would put a CB in a car or whatever and have some fun with it. And, uh, I really like this movie. I, it held the tension. Well, it was, it does have some intense scenes for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, it, it was well-written. The action was good. I mean, other than, uh, that one stupid truck chase, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm giving it an eight. You know what that uh, right. leaves us with? Uh, that leaves us with Final Girl and then picking what movie you are going to force me to watch. I say we do Final Girl first. I think that is an inspired decision, and I Thank will you. concur. Let us do the final round. The final Girl, as you may recall, we lost three wonderful players who, by the way, please come back and play again. If you died today, come back. Come back for that rematch. Come back and show us what you got. Give us another cool name and come back and play um, Elizabeth Munchausen. Poor girl got fisted to death by a clown. Cat Withers. What happened to Cat? She was number two. I believe Cat was the one who got... uh... (laughs) Let's see here. Oh, oh, that's right. She got disemboweled by a a rabid, possessed poodle. Oh, yeah. I've easily forgotten death. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then... uh, And then... Poor Miss Dewey Loopy had her brain matter splattered on the interior of a car. <laughs> and very narrowly made it. I mean, just almost, almost got through because all of right, that, poor literacy. We've got two car. players left. We'll all come down to you, Cassie Taylor, and your opponent, Kimberlane. Ooh. Who will survive? Ooh. Nobody knows. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's spin that wheel and see what happens. Hurry, hurry. What a weird end. All right. Up first is Cassie Taylor. Uh Cassie. Here we go. Cassie. Here we are on this pirate ship that we floated back up from the deep. Inside the captain's quarter be a chest full of gold we can keep. But on the chest is a note someone stuck there with a dagger. It says beware, this treasure will curse anyone who dares to snag her. You want what's inside, you want to get rich, but you, you know better. So you pack it up and sail back home and heed the warning on the letter. You survived. Yay! You survived listening to that rock. We've all survived listening to that rock. Hey, you know, if there's a dagger with a note on on a... on a gold chest, a treasure chest, just just fall. It, it, it could be true. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be cursed to Davy Jones' locker. No, no, absolutely not. No. So, well done. That leaves uh, some tragic news ahead. Kimber, Kimber, let's find out what happens. All right, Miss Kimber Lane. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year, stole many a man's soul and faith. That's what the ringmaster said, smiling at you with outstretched hands. He promised you the world and everything in it if you meet his demands. But his price is pretty fucking steep. He wants your eternal soul to keep. And since you smoked some really good pot, you shrugged and laughed and said, why not? Then the ringmaster waved his golden cane and sucked your soul out of your brain. Your body went limp and fell to the ground, and the circus moved on to the next town. You died. 
You died. Too bad. I did, okay. so I did a paper on that uh, song in college. Uh, what is that one called? Um, it's a Rolling Stones song. Sympathy for the Devil. Sympathy for the Devil, yeah. I compared well, that, that to means... some other devil song by uh, Rage Against the Machine. And yeah. Rage. You... Rage came out and played a show naked one time. Yeah? I always regret not having seen Rage live. Yeah. 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 Maybe they'll do a reunion. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, so that means, Cassie Taylor, you are our winner. Congratulations. But your fight is not quite over. Jump on Instagram. Send us a direct message that says, Hey, guys, I listened to the show. I am this week's final girl. And then we will send you that mystery prize. Congratulations, Cassie. You did it. We're proud of you. You survived. Way to play it safe. Yep. Way to be a square. Sometimes it pays off Sometimes to be a goody two shoes. Works out. You get to go to the end of the show with us. Thank you so much for playing. All of you, thank you so much for playing. Please play again next week. And in the meantime, tell your friends about the show. It will help yeah. us. Please. Tell your aunt. Tell your auntie. Your aunt will love us. Your aunt's traditionally ants love us so tell children about the show we really want to up the number of children listening to the show we do it's been it's been a really uh, tough go for us as of late because we are trying to balance children content and more taint talk so I just feel like because we have the maturity of elementary school students that they will be the listeners mm-hmm. best suited for the show. I think I think that's a, a, a pretty smart observation on your part, if I do say so. Alex. Uh, yes. Um, can you give me a grum roll? And do you know why you're about to give me a grum I roll? I assume I'm about to hear this piece of trash you're going to make me watch. Oh, it's all about the next movie. Ah, this is the part in the show where one of us reveals to the other which movie he will be watching. Alex has no idea what movie it will be, no matter how good, bad, ugly, wonderful, or offensive piece of trash it may be. He will have to watch it from start to finish. He's giving me the grum roll. That means it's time for me to reveal the movie. And Alex, you will be watching... A little movie called The Toxic Avenger. Oh my God, really? The Toxic Avenger, yes. A trauma classic. I just got goosebumps just saying the name. I haven't seen it in one billion years. Oh God, me neither. And I I think it's time. Oh, I am excited. And I believe uh, free on YouTube because I think all trauma movies are free on YouTube. Are they really? I believe every trauma film is free on YouTube. I believe so. God Damn, dude. I did not remember that the Toxic Avengers from 1984. That means wow. we were in diapers when that came out. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, those were some big diapers, too. Uh, <laughs> that... Uh, yeah, I've... You know, this movie's been on my mind lately. I mean, I think I might own it in addition to it being on YouTube. But I think yeah. I own everything. But, uh, yeah, a Lloyd Kaufman classic right there. Staple of the genre. Well, and here's something that makes it a little more uh, uh, timely, and this is not why I, why I picked it. Uh, in fact, I didn't find out until after I was like, I want to watch that one again. I looked it up, and when I Googled it, it was there was all this news hubbub about Toxic Avenger reboot. What? They're making they're making another Toxic Avenger. Guess who's going to play Toxie? Uh, the you Rock. You will never guess it's, in a million. It's fucking The Rock. Years. Go and you got to go in a polar opposite direction. Uh, uh, it is uh, the water. 
the earth, the fire, our powers combined. <laughs> Captain Planet, he's a hero. Um, it Planet. is uh, a fine actor you might know from Elf and Game of Thrones. His name is Peter Dinklage. You're kidding me. No shit. He's slated to play Toxie. He's going to play the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, man. Wow. And uh, they've got some other names in there. I can't remember who else was in it, but there's some bigger names in it. Uh, I think Kevin Bacon might be in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no shit. A return to horror. Uh, yeah, man. Pretty wow, cool. That is fantastic. I'm excited about this one. I'm not, I'm not disappointed by this in any way whatsoever. It's happening. Which yeah. surprises like it's gonna me. Be, it's, it's supposed to come out in 2022. Holy shit. That's this year. That is this year. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Peter. excited. I am excited. My lovely bride will be excited as well because I know she's never seen it. Ah. Oh, she's going to hate you for that. Yeah, one. nah, she's going to love it. So you know what we've done, Micah? Uh, we have made it to yet another, through another episode of Slasher I Hardly Know Her. Slasherville lives on as do we, you, me, Cassie, right off into that Slasherville sunset. You know, Micah, I love doing this podcast with you. It's really one of the highlights of my life. It really is, man. I mean, just sitting here staring out a window, talking to my friend who I don't get to see because you're so, so far away. So far away. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I do love this. I love you, man. I love doing this thing with you. Um, I love you. And you listeners, you know we love you. Absolutely. You naughty little listeners. Thank you for coming back each week. Click subscribe on uh, whatever service you listen to us on so you're sure to be alerted when you get a new episode. Uh, We do it every, uh, every other Wednesday. Uh, you drop. I try to drop them early in the morning so you can listen to them on the way to work and on the way back. And if you have a job where you Driving drive like around, it's ready to go. And uh, sometimes we, you know, surprise you with a, a little extra episode in there every now and then. And so you want to click that subscribe button so you're sure not to miss those. Click it and only give us five star ratings, please. That's all we want: five star ratings and tell your friends. All right. Well, thank you. This Write has been... a good review too. Lay it on thick. Just, just smear us with praise. Yeah, make it so good it seems like we wrote it. Give us a good a praise schmear. That would be a, a healthy portion a of praise for us. Just absolutely uh, phenomenal. Yeah, a few adjectives you might want to use. Things like uh, phenomenal, stellar, stunning, unforgettable. Uh, things like that. Genius, brilliant. <laughs> Those are adjectives you can use. You don't even have to think of them now. I gave them to nope, you. They're just write them down now or, you know what, just rewind this a little bit. Uh, hit voice to text on your phone and then just let <laughs> Micah write this for you. All right, guys, it's been another episode. Thank you for being here. We will see you again in two weeks for The Toxic Avenger. Ooh, Toxic.